Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Days in the podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me is Solomon Cooper. What was that? Are you stretching like a cat? I don't know. I just felt like I got like a good morning episode. I don't know what time they're listening to it, but good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're getting wor- worse at this. What do you mean? That, that was fun. It's I like enjoyed that. Practice makes imperfect. Oh, look, and you turned all of our show notes off. This this show is getting off to a rocky start. How did I turn the show notes off, Dad? They know. still exist. <laughs> you turned them off. <laughs> I didn't turn off show notes. Uh, so we have a great uh, post-Thanksgiving holiday episode for you guys. Now that Thanksgiving is officially behind us, we are kicking off the Christmas season. Yeah, it's time for Big Fat Man to take over the cities. Big fat man to take over the cities. <laughs> yeah, it's Santa Claus. That's what everyone's been saying, you know? I have not ever heard anybody describe it that way. I have. No, <laughs> I don't think. I think you're making this up. No, I swear to God, they were like, turkey's not ready yet. It's big fat man now. Or turkey's over, big fat man now. Is this on some nope. TikToks nope. or? Mm-mm. It was just a photo that my family sent me. Okay. I'll take your word for it then. I'm, I'm part of your family. I've never seen such a photo in my life. It was the other family that I have, my secret one. Okay. My mistress's family. Oh, me. (laughs) What? You can censor this. This is supposed to be a clean, wholesome holiday episode. It it is. Well, this week we're going to be discussing the brand new possible possible new comedy uh, Christmas classic, um, 8-Bit Christmas. Yeah. Starring Neil Patrick Harris and Steve Zahn. I don't actually think you can see it in the theaters. Did you say starring Steve Zahn? Neil Patrick Harris and Steve Zahn? He's not a star. How is he not a star? How is he a star? He's one of the main characters of the movie. He was in it. I can't read any other people. You turned our show notes off. It, well, uh, and the, then I hid them the, under a bushel basket. The main character is Winslow Fagley or Fedgley or Fegley. Yeah. But, but Steve's. Steve Zahn, I don't want to say he's like a, a star. He's somebody who people know who he is. Does anybody know who Winslow Fagley is? Is that how stars work? Is that how stars work? Okay. I thought stars were like the main character of the 
movie. Sure, but I was naming the people that people would recognize. But you said star- Let's get in an argument right now about who the stars are. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I just thought it was weird. He's a, I mean, he's an important character, but like... He's also one of the main characters. Yes, but I wouldn't say he's a star. Yeah, I think he definitely... I think he was a, I think he's a star, and he's the st- one of the stars of the movie. Okay, <laughs> all right, Dad. Yeah, so fail for you. Um, right. And then also, just in time for the holidays, we have a new... Marvel Marvel, the, Marvel Christmas theme show, um, which is Hawkeye. Yes. Um, going for a really, really, uh, I almost said diehard kind of vibe, but yeah, more just Shane Black in general vibe. You know, it's an action movie that's set at Christmas. It's all about, you know, getting back to your family for the holidays. So you have a lot of Christmas themed set pieces. Yeah. And I, I'm, I was super excited about it because it's um my favorite Marvel hero. Well, before we hit Eight Big Christmas, just really quick, let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about Hawkeye. Is it worth watching based on the based on the first two episodes? I would definitely say so. You know, it's um it's it was it kept me on my toes, kept me awake. I wasn't asleep, even though we wa- we watched it at night time, the late we, night. We watched it at like six. No way. Yeah, it was. We were finished watching it by eight. Oh. I didn't fall asleep still. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep at six. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a crazy boy. I'm wacky. Okay. Know. Um, so, yeah, but, like, how would you say so far it's, like, stacking up compared to the beginning of, you know, the other Marvel shows? Um, also, how, where, were you, where would you put those? Where would you put this right now, I guess? What do you mean? Where would I put it? Like, if you had a, if you had to go from your favorite to your least favorite of, Out of these the three Marvel shows, yeah, um, four now, right? Four. What's the? I guess what if? Well, yeah, I wasn't counting that because it's animated. We have Wandavision, Loki. Oh, Loki! Shoot, Loki's my favorite. Captain or Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, and then Wandavision. Wandavision. Um, so no, we already said that. <laughs> And then Hawkeye, and what if? So where would you rank those shows? Okay. Um, well, I think I think this would be middle. I mean, it's only because. Well, so far, I mean, it's only the beginning. So I'm just saying, compared to the, how you were at this, with these other shows at the beginning, um, I'm trying to create the world's most convoluted rating system. How would you rate these shows after two episodes? <laughs> in the yeah. Okay. Um, well, if it's just based on the two episodes, then I would rate it lower than one division. But if it's not... So you liked WandaVision when it was just doing the sitcom thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, A lot of people didn't like that. I thought it was really cool, and it was really weird, and that was like what... It's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And then it just kind of... I still loved the show, but I think I liked Falcon Winter Soldier more than it, and personally. Not, I think that Loki is hands down... The best, yeah. Hand, that's that's the top of, yeah. the, of all things uh, said in the world. But um, I think... Hawkeye's pretty middle. Um, it has a character I really like, which, like I said, was Hawkeye. And um, it's just like a fun action movie that's or show that's kind of funny. Um, and, yeah, instead of Christmas, and I like Christmas. And is, how do you, what's the girl's name who plays Kate Bishop? A.K.A., no, is it Haley Staffield? What? Stay, stay, stay. So you're supposed to know this, Dad. That's not no. on me. You turned all of our show notes off. How am that I supposed our to? Our show notes didn't include <laughs> how I, her. How am I supposed to? 
I, I think that I got her name mostly right. Wait, you it's, said it's, Haley it's, Staffy? It's, it's Haley something. I know it's Haley something. Well, I mean, in the, her last name does begin with an, with an S. Uh, okay, well, it's... Here, I'll just stall for you so you can look it up. Thank, thank you so much. It's Haley Steinfeld. That's basically what I said. I said Staffield. Wait, Florence? What the... the spoilers on this on this webpage. It's not really a spoiler. They Are you talking about Florence Pugh? Yeah. Yeah, but they teased that at the end of uh, Black Widow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She tells uh, she tells her that... And that one girl's going to be in that show again, that means then, right? In theory. What one girl? That person who was in Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm, I don't know who you're talking about. She. What do you mean you don't know who I'm talking about? She's the one who like recruits fake Captain America. Captain America Winter Soldier? Yeah. Are you talking about... Falcon Winter Soldier, the show. Falcon Winter Soldier. Whatever, same thing. <laughs> the one's an actual name of a movie. No, the other one is Captain America Winter Soldier, not Captain America and Winter Soldier. That's terrible. It, I'm. But By the way, just so everyone knows, this is what it's like to argue with a 14-year-old every five minutes of every single day. Um, but oh, no, you didn't say the, 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 the part. The and, Dad, the and. Um, and what else was I supposed to say? It literally... At the end of the show, it says Captain America Winter Soldier. Anyway, you're dithering around too much. Which so are you. Go back to what we were talking about. What were we talking about? <laughs> you're, you're ranking this show compared to every two episodes. So you say you put it right there in the middle. Yeah. I would say it's better than What If. Um, and I think it would fluctuate between WandaVision. I think that at the end of the day, I'm going to end up putting it probably, like once the show's finished running, I have a feeling it's going to sit somewhere right under Loki. Oh, really? Like um, it's better than... I think it will be, but I would say if I was following my own rules, I actually thought the first two episodes were kind of were kind of slow, just yeah, because... So did I, but uh, that, that was so great. It, it wasn't didn't feel too slow. I don't know, man. Like, two... They were hour-long episodes, so you basically watch two hours. That's a feature-length film, and not very much happening, like, as far as moving the plot forward. So it just feels kind of sloppy so far. It takes... Like, the whole concept of the show is to have you know Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye kind of teaching Kate Bishop how to be Hawkeye uh, as a rank amateur that she is Mm -hmm. and you take a full hour to even get them together and meeting and then you immediately separate them again for almost the entirety of the second episode that was really irritating to me. Why are you trying to poke your eyeballs out or something? I'm not trying to poke my eyeballs out, Dad. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't. I, ow. It's so weird. You're just like just jabbing your finger into your eye. <laughs> well, I mean. But yeah, you didn't think that was kind of an odd thing to do? Like the whole thing is a pair up between them in the first two hours. They're only together for like five seconds. Yeah, sure. It was weird. But I just didn't think about it when I was watching it. It didn't bother me at all. Any other standout characters from the show? Um. Stand out, okay. no, no, <laughs> nope. You said like that's the most preposterous thing ever. Stand out characters, my God! I thought that I thought that the guy who I think the is eventually becomes known as the swordsman who plays Jack. I thought he was really really good. Oh yeah, the, the mom's fiance. I know. I, I know, I know who Jack is. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. He's not a very cool guy. <laughs> Um, but he's—he's. He's, That's a really <laughs> weird voice you were doing. I know. 
I almost punched the microphone into your face. <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was actually really good. Um, and he didn't seem like the classic evil stepdad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he had a smarminess to him. Um, yeah, you could. He was annoying, but he wasn't like. And he also actively evil. And he also didn't. He didn't. He wasn't prone to having those ragey outbursts that people have whenever you know. Kids are being annoying. Yeah, being annoying. Yeah, or overtly rude in Kate's case, and disrespectful. Um, but I do think that we spent a little bit too much time on Kate's relationship with her mom. It just didn't really go anywhere. You know, I don't know. That's kind of what my take of the first episodes were. They didn't really go anywhere. It was a whole lot of setup, and I think they could have done a whole lot more um, with the time that they had. They did introduce a group that of villains that I am not familiar with, having not read this run of the comics. But um, hang on, what are they? What are they called again? The tracksuit mafia. Yes, the, yes, bro, yes. Yeah, they're like Russian mobsters that wear tracksuits and they say "bro" all the time. And they, don't they wear like ski masks? I don't think so. No, Wait, no not a ski mask. What are those things called? Tracksuits. The, the things over their face, Dad. I don't. They're think like cut out work. beanies. That's a face mask. That's just that's just a face a ski mask. mask. I don't think they were wearing those though. Yeah, they were. They don't show their faces. No, they show their faces all the time. No, they don't. Yeah, their faces were always getting shown. I swear to God, Dad, they had those on. It's oh. not. A, it's not like a. That's a hockey mask. I'm stupid. You weren't wearing hockey masks. I know. I was thinking. I, that's why I felt so stupid. I was like, that's not. What, that, that's not what they're wearing. You're thinking of your Jason Friday the Thirteenth. I know. That's what I was saying. I was like, they're not wearing. They're not wearing ski masks because I thought a ski mask was a hockey mask, and I thought it felt stupid. So yeah, they were wearing ski masks. No, I don't think you're right. I swear to. Do you want to bet like right now? No. Because you're wrong. I don't have any cash. Uh, okay. Well, how about we bet on? Um, I get. I get the. Sh- I'm get just gonna the- say that um, maybe one or two was wearing was wearing a ski mask. One or two. Okay. Maybe one or two of them. Maybe six or seven or all of them. Anyway, overall, I would say. Uh, Easy recommendation. If you already have Disney Plus, you already kind of know if you're going to like the show, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, but I would say you might want to wait until the third or fourth episode drops to get into it if you're kind of iffy. Uh, and then just really quickly, because Solomon hasn't seen it, so we're not going to really be able to have a discussion. Not that he would be adding anything anyway. Uh, rude. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not that smart, but... Hurtful. Uh, you don't just you don't bring your how smart you are or whatever into it and act like it's a personal attack. It, that was a blatant personal no, attack. No, wasn't that was not an attack. Yeah. No, 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 no. What? No, what is it, Dad? No, just it was a gentle, gentle pat. Mm-hmm. With a knife in the in the back of the pat. Well, this 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 other show that launched uh, has been a big deal for some folks. People who read the books, it's one of the longest running fantasy series of all time. Coming in at a whopping, I think, estimation that Amazon was spending $10 million per episode is the new Wheel, Wheel of Time. Time. Yeah. Yeah, see, I know things. Yeah, but you never wanted to watch it, and then I ended up having to watch it all myself. Uh, that's, well, okay. So I don't know anything about Wheel of Time. I've never read it before. Whenever I was reading, like, the synopsis, well before the show was coming out, when it was just announced, I was reading the synopsis, and I went to the old Wikipedia so you kind of mm. get caught up. And as soon as I started re- reading about it, I was like, oh, this is like way too complicated kind of fantasy for me. 
So it's like it's a, it's very classic fantasy, but it's like the wheel weaves out to the people, and every generation the wheel is a new blah 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 blah. Do you think I would like it? Like, do you think I would read it if I liked reading? I don't think so. No. It's been. I, it, I honestly think they've been publishing it since like the seventies, and there's like fourteen of them. Are they big? Yeah, they like five hundred pages. They're, they're pretty big. That sounds like the me vomiting. But uh, you know, you, you should watch the show. It's only four episodes in. You can easily catch up. How how long are the episodes? An hour. Yeah, an hour. Okay, that's only four hours of my time. Um, but yeah, just just my quick two cents on that. Having don't know anything about it. Um, it doesn't look like it costs $10 million an episode. Maybe I'm getting the budget for that confused with the budget for Lord of the Rings. But um, definitely not. Definitely doesn't have the look of a really expensive show. Let's just say that. Um, not that well, I'll, I'll backpedal a little bit. In some areas it does. But some of the parts, it feels like any other network fantasy show as far as you can see the seams in the budget. It's like the most vague thing. Thing I've ever heard anything like some of the parts look very expensive, but the other parts like there's a not okay, man. so like there's a lot of sweeping, big sweeping shots like you'd see in Lord of the Rings with like the landscape with people riding on horses and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like one shot specifically, it was so obvious that the people riding the horses were inserted in post production, like you could tell that the horses' feet were not touching the ground and their shadows were just like little circles. You know what I mean? It looked like an unfinished special effect, huh. Um, and then I think the main, like, bad guy orc army or whatever thing, they're called Trollocs mm-hmm. in in this. And they're a combination of practical and CGI effects. And for the most part, it looks good. But you can, there's just something off about it. You know, there's something off about how their legs are animated, but the, their torso and face isn't. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. And there's something really generic about most of the young cast. Um, especially one of the lead guys who I think is the most boring person, at least so far. He seems like a very boring actor. Brutal. Brutal. Um, but yeah, there's some other shots that look absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I think that it's doing a pretty good job of being a more classic fantasy, but with some of that, not Game of Thrones brutality or sex or whatever, but it is a pretty violent show. I mean, people's entrails get ripped Right out. That sounds like cool. Yeah. Like fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think you would like that part of it. And I, I don't really understand how the magic works in this <clears throat> at this point since I never read the books. But I don't. I can tell you that I don't love the way it's looking right now. I mean, sure, people are blasting fireballs. It looks pretty cool. But they're basically just like moving their hands around and like kind of mid, mid-level CGI strands of white magic are like kind of swirling around their hands that's the best way i can describe it it's cool just like there's something about the first couple of episodes the first three episodes that they launched with there's one there's a fourth out now um and i think the show really started to come into its own in the fourth episode but the first three had a really um like desperate to look like prestige television while not quite getting their aspect to it and i think part of that is with game of thrones and some of the other prestige shows, you have huge directors coming in, right? Yeah. Like David Lynch um, to direct, you know, episodes or pilots or whatever. And with this, they pretty much stuck with folks who direct sci-fi and fantasy television and not at this budget. I think the director of, like, the third episode is known for only directing Doctor Who. 
You know oh, what I mean? I love Doctor Who. Just, did you just yawn directly into the microphone? No, I said I love Doctor Who. Oh, you yawn? I love Doctor Who. That's what I. That's how I normally say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, doc, I love Doctor Who too. But I'm just saying, you know, we really should not be sitting here saying we love Doctor Who. We, I think <laughs> between the two of us, we've probably seen two seasons of it. Well, uh, we, we liked loved what, yeah, we Doctor liked what we saw when we watched it, and then we just stopped. But Doctor Who is known for kind of having a low budget, having to do what they can with their low budget per episode, you know? Yeah. And it just feels like there's some of the shots in this that it doesn't seem like they quite know what to do with the money. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Anyway, so Wheel of Time, worth checking out if, you, if you're interested in fantasy, especially if you can get through those first three episodes. Um, also, maybe it's just because by the time you get to the fourth episode, you kind of understand a little bit better, you know, what's going on. But Yeah. I can understand that. I'm not even going to try and give you the plot synopsis, though. So, Anyway, let's move on. We don't have a ton of time left and uh, discuss... 8-Bit Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas, yes. I was going to sing A Christmas Carol, but I'm all singed out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, 8-Bit Christmas, what do you think? Next Christmas classic? Let's just cut to the chase right off the bat before we get be. into the nitty-gritty. It could be. I thought it was a really fun movie, and I was... And we watched it really late at night, not 6 o'clock. Yeah, no, we did watch it really late at night. Um, and it kept me up for just like a, a fun Christmas. I like that sort of the bar now. You just permanently have set the bar on whether or not you're going to fall asleep in the movie. Um, Yeah, if, especially if it's really late at night. You're not 900 years old. I, I am so tired all the time now, Dad. I go to school. I work a hard life. I have to pay the bills. Oh, you, yeah. You're it's, right. God, it's so much. Whose bills are you paying? Because not not any of mine. You don't, you don't understand. So, um, I'm yeah, renting my clothes. So why don't you uh, go ahead and give us a plot synopsis? All right, I'm good at these now. Um, Neil Patrick Harris tells a story to his daughter about how he got his Nintendo. Good job. Don't tell anything else. I'm not. Oh, you're about to you're about to ruin it. I'm not going to say anything else. Good. That was a good plot synopsis. Yes! I'm very happy right now. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. And I think for, for a Christmas movie, you just need a really simple premise. You know what I mean? And then you tie it all up with the lovely lesson about how you learn that uh, Christmas is not about getting things, but about uh, the people you love and... Blah, blah, blah. Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, pretty much all you need for, for a Christmas movie. Now, uh, plot-wise, so what you want to do is make sure that your Christmas movie is not like the 30, 40, 50 Christmas movies that come out on Netflix every year that are um, garbage can chicken. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, God. What was that one? The Night Before Christmas with a K? Oh yeah, where the where like a guy who's an actual knight travels back in time. Or travels forward in time. Forward in time, that's right. And um, yeah, then he meets this girl and like isn't completely shocked and dies from how in shock he is to see an Alexa, which I think I would be if I was a knight. Um, oh yeah, let's take a let's take a quick pause from talking about Eight Pit Christmas and make fun of this movie because I totally forgot about this movie. So yeah, this knight from the past. Um, He's never he he says medieval sounding words about things, but he never seems remotely shocked about what they are, and he seems to know how to use them. Yeah, like he starts driving a car in like 
Yeah. 30 minutes into the movie. Right, but he just says, might I borrow your steed? And she's like, sure. And then he's driving a car. I'm like, sure, he called it a steed, but he doesn't seem remotely freaked out about it whatsoever. Yeah. Nor with the refrigerator. Oh, man, that or was... literally any scientific thing that would shock a knight. Yeah, he's just like walking around Walmart, not even remotely phased by anything. Also, I feel like he'd be crazy and disrespect women. <laughs> yeah, that, probably very accurate. Oh, also, he... Um, he Give him some hot chocolate, and um, he calls it love a lovely warm ale. And he's like, "Fetch me some more of this ale." I'm like, "Why would he think that hot chocolate was ale?" Yeah, is he also a brain damaged knight? <laughs> maybe that's why he wasn't shocked at all, because that's what he thought his whole life was like. Oh man, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do a whole podcast where we just rag on some of these movies. I'm sure that there's there's some people out there that would like to listen to that. Yeah. That's probably but true. Look, there's a lot of folks that are forced into by different people in their household into watching these movies. So I know that we were. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we were. But yeah, um, so back to 8-Bit Christmas. Yeah, I think I think that uh, I, I certainly can't say whether or not it's going to be a holiday classic, especially considering the fact that um, I think it's only on HBO Max. I don't think it's even going to go to the theaters. I really wish it would. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of the weird thing about this model is people kind of, not always, but kind of associate movies that are going straight to streaming as straight-to-video movies. And sometimes that's the case. You know, Netflix has made a whole lot of uh, movies that definitely seem like exactly what you'd get for a direct-to-video, um, from a direct-to-video movie, except for they're able to have access to bigger stars. So it, stars, so it tricks you, you know, into thinking the movie's going to be better or is better than it is. Mm -mm. Don't, don't trust them. They're um, scary. But this movie, you know, like the two biggest stars in the movie are Neil Patrick Harris and Steve Zahn. And while I hate, I hate them. <laughs> that was really weird. Uh, so weird. I, I love Neil yeah, Patrick Harris. I love And while I love them, I don't know. That was like it straight up my brain crossed its wires. So while I love them, they're not, that those are not huge, huge names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the rest of the cast is pretty much, you know, kind of unknowns or, you know, young actors. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it has a good framing device of kind of a classic framing device that you can... I can't remember what movie you said that it was like. To like Princess you. Bride. Oh, yeah, like Princess Bride, you know, of the, you know, father's telling his daughter a story. And, uh, yeah, it's a, just a story of how he got his Nintendo. And then it's a bunch of wacky hijinks about... You know, all the kids in town having to fight everything just to play the Nintendo. They have to, like, you know, suck up to the rich kid. And mm -hmm. if if you grew up in a certain time period, um, you definitely knew what this was like. So for me, there was a lot of nostalgia. And, you know, I remember having to, you know, suck up to kids that I didn't like that were just richer because they were the only kid in, on the block or in the neighborhood that had a Nintendo. Yeah. Now, I'm not quite so old that in, you know, 86, 87, I was only like three. So mm -hmm. for me, um, while I did play the original Nintendo and I had the original Nintendo, as far as like the new big thing was the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. um, the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and this is, <laughs> this makes going to make me sound like a jerk, but in my defense, I was like nine. Um, but I was, yeah, I was about the age of the kid. and Well, he wasn't like nine. I was like 12 or 13. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Uh, but when I was nine uh, or ten, what did you do? Um, I didn't do anything bad. But uh, me and some other kids are my age. We decided we were going to become best friends with this five-year-old. Because uh, <laughs> he had a Nintendo. Because he had a Super Nintendo. Bro, that's weird. Yes, and we were always trying to be like, "Hey, do you, do you want to have a sleepover and play some Nintendo?" And yeah, we would literally like go, and, the, and his parents thought we were just being so nice, and we would all just sit there and we'd wait like the appropriate amount of time before we asked about breaking out the Nintendo. And this little five-year-old doesn't want to play the Nintendo at all. He wants to like play with Legos, Duplos, or Did whatever really? the Legos for kids are. Did you at least play with the Duplos? Yes, we would have to. We'd have to play these little baby toys for like hours and hours. At least you were nice enough to actually like commit and be uh, be a kind young man. I'm. I hope that I hope you made that little kid's that little boy's life. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. Well, his I, his parents started to catch on. Oh. Yeah, they started definitely catching on. Because we weren't like playing with him like at the park and stuff. We were inviting him to ride bikes with us. Why not? He was five. He can ride a bike. No, he can't. He's training tri- wheels. He, tricycle. That's the same thing. A trike. <laughs> but yeah. Um, also, one of the really funny things about this movie. Do you remember whenever they were talking about the, like, essentially the panic that was happening in the late 80s, early 90s around video games and how they're violent? And yes. Mm-hmm. So dumb. So um, Well, it, it was even worse then because it was there's, like, no research or anything like now there's a bunch of it still happens but there's a bunch of pushback research to it yeah um some people say that actually video games are actually good for you and you should at least play like maybe an hour at least not saying or like a maximum they're not saying that you should just go around sitting in your basement for cite your sources seven hours. cite your sources hey what do you mean cite my sources? show your workings you said some people say i know that's uh, it's I don't know. I just remember my friend did a, a research paper on it in, like, the sixth grade, so. Okay. I don't disagree with you. I was just asking. Uh, I know. I don't want to be one of those people, but I just heard that at some point. Well, whenever I was growing up, it was most it was more religious-based, right? Everything mm-hmm. was, everything was like, everything was satanic. Yeah. Everything was like, had hidden messages in it. Like, even these parents that we were friends with, we went over one day. This is the end of my friendship with this five-year-old, by the way. Oh, no. Um. That my favorite game was Joe and Mac. Oh. The caveman the game. Oh, that's not the boxing game. No. Nope. I played it with you, though, on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have played with me. Um, So Joe and Mac's this little side-scrolling caveman game, and they actually um, threw the game away. Why? Because one of the bosses that you fight is the is called the Missing Link, and they said it promoted evolution. So they threw the game away. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they threw it away. How did that promote evolution? He's the missing link. What did he look like? The missing link is the missing link between, you know. Humans and. Yeah, and the ape humans. Huh. Yeah. Wow. That's what he looked like. An ape human? Yeah. Wow. So. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's all and I have to say about that. I remember, um, so I was, like, this kids they're so desperate to get a Nintendo. They kind of all bind together. They try and win contests to get one. They try and scheme to get one, you know. And the kids are all great. All the kid performers in this movie are great. I'm not going to list them all. You wouldn't recognize their names anyway. I looked them up. Um, most of them have not been in anything, with the exception of of the lead. 
Yeah. Um, who plays Jake Doyle? Winslow. Winslow. Fakely. Yeah, Winslow Fakely. Uh, what was the? He, he's in. A, he's in a couple of Disney movies. Um, that are actually one of them is really good. Oh, um, the one that we haven't seen is that is that the one you're talking about, Dad? We saw enough of it for me to know it was really good. Uh, we saw the first ten minutes what, before you turned it off and betrayed me because it was the only movie I would ever like. I'd wanted to watch in like nine hundred years, but you were like, no, 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 no. You're, you're gonna, it was called like Timmy Trouble or something. Oh, yeah, that's helpful for people. Yeah, just go Google Timmy Trouble. You know, hopefully what? it'll get close enough, and then you'll be able to find it. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, like so. I'm trying to think of what, so f- for your generation, is there anything you can think of yes. that would have been like that? Because there's not, there hasn't been really. Timmy failure. Timmy failure, yeah. Um, and yes, there was. Um, I used to go in the second grade. I used to go over to my friend's house just because I really wanted to play Minecraft with him. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved Minecraft. And I like, uh, I mean, not that I wasn't friends with him. I didn't like become best friends with a five-year-old to play Minecraft. <laughs> um <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Times are much more desperate for me. Me and him are actually good friends, and I would want to come over every single day because it was Minecraft, and I didn't have Minecraft at the time. And now I still play Minecraft. I don't know if I would... I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying that is is there any way that for it even to be possible... Now, we are in a kind of scarcity situation because of COVID caused, you know, all these microchip shortages and stuff. Mm -hmm. But for us, it was, A, it was incredibly expensive... Um, and B was scarce, right? So what would you like Minecraft? You had, you've had almost every video game console in your, in known demand since you were a little kid, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't hard to get Minecraft. You know what I mean? You just didn't have it then. Yeah. We just didn't, oh uh, yeah. We just didn't own it. Yeah. And then a little bit later you did own it. Yeah. Once it was Christmas, that was a good year. Yeah, so I'm just saying, thinking like you think about like in this movie, all the neighborhood kids. You know what I mean? Like once they, kids. yeah, once they, once the neighborhood kids um, get cut off from their source with the, uh, with the rich kid, they go crazy. They go mad. Yeah, they they have no other way to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, their parents all think that. I don't think they're saying it's satanic in this, but you know what I mean. It all they all think violence. it's bad for you. Rot your brain, turns to mush. Oh, so, and by the and way, promotes violence. Yeah, because he attaches TV. Um, Other than the violence part, all those things were the initial reasons my parents did, wouldn't let me get a Nintendo either or have any video games. Um, once the religion thing came into it, that made it even harder to be able to get one. Yeah, I, uh, I remember there was this series of books and uh, tapes that were out that uh, I can't remember what church or whatever was putting them out, but um, it was called Terror in the Toy Box. And it was basically telling parents what things their kids were playing with that were actually had secret satanic influences. Mm-mm-mm. And one of those things was Mario Brothers. Oh, those satanic devil-worshipping Mario Brothers. I saw <laughs> Mario draw a pentagram in the middle of the game. Just mid-game. I was just playing, and then he, I jumped up, got a coin, drew a pentagram. You know, five people just turned the podcast off right then, thought you were being serious, and now their kids aren't allowed to play Mario because of your lies. Oh, that's... You know what? But I'm sorry. I want you to think of, just really quickly, can you think of what would have made them make an accusation that Mario was satanic and it needs to be taken out of your, your kid's, kid's life? The Goombas. The Goombas. What would be satanic about the Goombas? <laughs> I don't know. They're too small. <laughs> that was your best guess? Was no, really Bowser. Be- 
Bowser looks like Satan. No, well, that's that would be better than what it actually was. There, what it actually was was a little clip from a Japanese cartoon show of Mario, where Mario and Princess Peach try and like do a seance. So it has nothing to do with the game, and it was in Japan, and based on that, Mario gone. And well, I went to I went to school the next day, and when I came home, Nintendo gone. Uh, the whole Nintendo? They took it away? Yeah, my mom sold it to the neighbors for $5. <gasps> Five? And she didn't even give me the $5. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most depressing thing I've heard of my whole life. Only $5? Yes, yeah, so I went from having, I, I went from having the, you know, only could play Nintendo at my uncle's house to having my own Nintendo for a brief window in time. Mm-hmm. And then to having no more Nintendo, and then that's that's when you have to like do whatever you have to do, befriend whoever you have to, you have to befriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even five year olds. I would literally sit outside my one of my friends' house if he wasn't allowed to have company over or whatever because it was a school night. I would sit out at his house and just watch him play. Not not like he did, he knew I was there. <laughs> he was the window was open and we were talking. <laughs> it wasn't like I was just stalking him. But yeah, I just watch him play games through the. Through the window. What games was he playing? Um, Mario. I don't remember. He played a lot of battle chess, which Kirby. is a weird. I know a weird game to... Battle chess as a child? Yeah. Why are you playing battle chess? It was a Nintendo game. What's battle chess? What's the difference between that and normal and regular chess? The little chess? characters animate and then fight each other. That's the only difference. Otherwise, it's regular chess. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We have it at home. We have battle chess. Yeah. So now, now because of all this video game scarcity, whenever I was young, I'm like my... Grandmother who grew up in the Depression, so now she has, like, three freezers full of food because she never, ever wants to imagine, you know what I mean, like, not having food again. Yeah, so we have every single console from it's, every yes. single generation. So I have every single console, yeah, from every generation. Um, So we don't have to imagine what it was like <laughs> to not have <laughs> video games. Yeah, I know we've I know we've spent, you know, kind of a lot of time talking around this movie, and that's it's, it's because I don't want to spoil, like, any individual moments. It's just a really... Heartfelt yeah. movie, um, and uh, it's, I don't know, this is, it's so tropey, I, mean, I don't want to say this is a unique at all, because it's not unique, but, you know, it's, it's a great message about, you know, parents and kids realizing that they actually respect each other and kind of growing close to each other, you know? Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think that, if I was going to say anything was kind of unique about it, it is that, because a lot of these movies have a more, like, Home Alone. There's a more general message of family. Right. Just like um, appreciate your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is specifically about the bond between your father your or your parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, specifically, yes. In this case, it was their father. But yeah. in general, it is your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really like that the kids are, um, they're not overly precious, you know? They can be bratty. They can be snotty. They can be stupid. They're they're doing dumb things. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of slapsticky stuff. I think in the movie still, not not quite Home Alone levels, but yeah. And a particularly not quite like tarantula crawling on your face. That's not really slapsticky. Is it not? What's slapsticky? Maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe uh, I'm. St- maybe I'm like one of the kids. <laughs> 
sorry. I'm getting you think hella tarantula crawling on your face would even be slapstick. Can you tell me what slapstick means now? I don't know, like really broad physical humor. That's what slapstick means. What I've been th- I thought it was wrong for so long. What did you think it meant? Not that I didn't know it was physical humor. What did you is think it, it was? Is it not physical humor? Is it a tarantula and him not like screaming and not physical humor? I mean, I I would say that the very next scene when he starts beating him in the face with a crowbar, that's kind of slapstick. Yeah. Yeah, but the tarantula crawling on his face, no. I did not think that that's what slapstick. I want you to meant. tell me what it means. I didn't. I thought it meant like something that was like really stupid and over the top. What? You, know, you wouldn't have to say stupid, but yeah, over. It's or really silly. over the top. Yeah. 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 Close. I thought a tarantula crawling on his face is pretty over the top, and then be like, ah, you know. At the beginning of Indiana Jones, he has seven tarantulas on his back. So was that just hilarious slapstick to you? Yeah. No. But in in this case where he, he his strap was a a little tarantula, I thought that was. Okay. I thought that was funny. Epic, epic failed there. Oh, well, I'm embarrassed now, right in front of all the podcast, and everyone, everyone can hear me, and they're probably like wincing, cringing about how silly I am. They, if they're listening this this far, they they've already done that enough. I'm so, I'm sorry. Their fra- I'm face sorry, is just frozen rictus of cringe. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. But anyway. We're up on time, so uh, sorry that we kind of talked around the movie. Like I said, if you've seen a holiday movie, you have a pretty good idea of the structure of this. It's basically the structure of a Christmas story, but uh, with a Nintendo at the center of it instead of a BB gun. We're going to give reviews? Yeah. Give it 8 out of 10 power gloves. Oh, you stole power gloves from me. Yeah, I just now thought it up off the top of my head, Dad. Stole it. Stole it right out of my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I will give this seven out of ten. Seven? Jeez, that's low. Seven out of ten. Yeah, bits. Bit- <laughs> bits. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. Ah, oh, I could have done that. Well, that's our show. Until next time, we will keep trying to keep this podcast kind of holiday themed, but no promises because we have Spider Man coming out pretty soon, and I don't think it's set at Christmas time. Oh, dude, that's so exciting. That's amazing. I'm so excited. All right, take us out of here. Follow us on Instagram at Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Kid Stays in the Picture on Instagram or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.